1: Brown, You like those guys? Well, it won't be long. What, about three weeks? They'll be here live. You know, remember the old Star Search program? That program was on before The Voice and before American Idol and America's Got Talent, the old Star Search program. They won that many years ago, and of course they went on to record so many hits, and they always say Wisconsin is about their favorite place to perform, and they'll perform At Farm Tech Fest on Wednesday, July 13th at Clark County Farm Technology Days. Start about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so it's not one of those night concerts. It's going to be after the show closes about 4 o'clock. Chance to get over across the road, get yourself an adult beverage or two or three or whatever, and get settled into your seat and enjoy the concert. Not only Sawyer Brown, but Madison County will be there to kick it off. Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols will all be there. Now, you got to get your tickets. They're available at www.farmtechfest.com. So if you're going to the show, just get there and stay because it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you want to camp, you can bring the camper over there. You know, you can camp for one day, two days, three days, whatever you want to do. But, again, you got to get a reservation. So contact the folks at Farm Technology Days in Clark County and, Make a week of it. pretty much what we're going to be doing as we get chore time over there. And uh, we'll be there. The 12th, 13th, and 14th is the show. But that's a ways off. We've got other chores to do before that here at the Shank of the Day. Bob and Jill with you as uh, lots of things are going on. We're going to hear from uh, some folks. The big truck and tractor pull coming up tomorrow night in Ellsworth. We'll get you updated on that. And uh, Dairy Breakfast, the uh, festival's in the area. What do we got, Jill? Uh, Duran Fun
0: Fest? Duran Fun Fest starts right. today and goes through Sunday.
1: All right, Altoona Cinder City Day is also going on here right down the road from where we sit this morning. And also, unfortunately, the Thorpe girls lost their softball game last night. They lost 5-2 to two down at the state tournament in Madison. But uh, Grantsburg won their game 12-2, to two, so they're in the championship game. And, of course, that tournament will continue through this weekend. And, uh, you know, good luck to Grantsburg. And uh, a job well done for the Thorpe girls. They finished 12-12, and so it's not like they were a power throughout the season. But they got it together at tournament time and got through the regional and the sectionals and got to the state tournament down there at Goodman Field in Madison, a beautiful facility to play in. Well, we're going to take a look at a lot of other things. Dairy breakfast, uh, just to give you a hint. Let's see, what uh, where are they going to be uh, this weekend as far as the uh, dairy breakfasts are concerned? Uh, because uh, we'll, some are on farms and some are not on farms, so where are they?
0: Well, on Saturday, they're in Dunn, Pepinwood, and Rusk counties. And on Sunday, they're happening in Taylor County, as well as Nielsville, Edgar, and Merrill.
1: So you shouldn't get hungry this weekend. Lots of breakfast to get to. And what kind of a day will it be tomorrow? Kind of iffy, but we'll tell you about it.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Yeah, I just got a call milk truck driver up there in Taylor County. They got a room for the milk truck? I said, absolutely, they'll have room. Taylor County there in Medford, they'll be at the fairgrounds in Medford, ...for the breakfast, and so uh, you can do that at the fairgrounds. So, uh, again, Taylor County Fairgrounds on Sunday. Well, weather-wise, let's take a look at our weekend, shall we? Weather brought to you by Marquard Motors, and they are hosting food trucks... ...at their Lake Halley location every Wednesday all summer long from 11 until 2. Check it out and support our area food trucks. Well, weather today, partly sunny in 79, and it's going to start clouding up tonight... And a chance of rain tomorrow in 71. Now, I've heard from no rain, to rain later in the day, to rain any time of the day. Mike Dandry is going to join us later on. We'll find out what he's forecasting. But I know there's a chance of rain tomorrow in 71. Then Sunday breakfast should be no problem. Partly sunny in 79. Then starting to heat up Monday, 82. 95 on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, another chance of rain in 87. 52 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Should be a nice one again. On a Friday morning at Wax, minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, news Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The
3: vice chair of the Democratic-led January the 6th Select Committee says now former President Trump refused pleas to call off last year's Capitol attack for hours. During a primetime hearing, Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney placed the blame for the assault squarely on now former President Trump.
4: President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit
5: the flame of this attack.
3: Cheney cited witness testimony about some rioters chanting, hang Mike Pence. Watching the assault on TV, Trump allegedly said this about his vice president. Maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence deserves it. Former President Trump is lashing out at the first public hearing held by the January the 6th Select Committee. On his social media platform, Truth Social, Trump referred to the committee as the Unselect Committee of Political Hacks. He went on to say the committee didn't give attention to the many positive witnesses and statements, and they refused to talk of the election fraud and irregularities. He ended his post by saying, our country is in such trouble. Earlier on Truth Social, Trump defended the attack on the Capitol by saying what happened on January the 6th represented the greatest movement in the history of our country to make America great again. A small group of activists demonstrated near the home of Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett on Thursday. Brian Shook reports. The homes of a number of justices have been targeted recently following the leak of a draft opinion that indicated the court is preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade. The landmark ruling led to the legalization of abortion in America. Thursday's demonstration comes just one day after an armed man was arrested near Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home. I'm Brian Shuck, And R&B singer R. Kelly is set to be sentenced at the end of the month on sexual abuse charges. Prosecutors say he deserves at least 25 years in prison. A New York jury found him guilty of racketeering and other charges last year. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
6: Prepare for power, pulling, and plenty of excitement during the 16th Annual Showdown at Kurdtown, Saturday, June 11th, hosted by the Ellsworth FFA alumni. This is a 2022 National Tractor Pullers Association Regional National Event named NTPA Region 3 Pull of the Year. In 2014, 2016, and 2017, the event has 10 pulling classes attracting participants from all over the nation. The action starts Saturday night, 6.30, at the Pierce County Fairgrounds in Ellsworth, Wisconsin. Get a
2: Pre-sale tickets now at TempoTicket.com forward slash showdowns. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And we're going to get an update on the big showdown in Town with Katie Christensen, the advisor over there at Ellsworth High School in a little bit. But uh, first of all, we want to, again, repeat our weather forecast a little bit. Partly sunny today, 79. And there will be clouds and maybe some pop-up showers Cloudy tonight and a chance of rain tomorrow, 71. Not sure right now because I've heard all kinds of things when the rain is supposed to be uh, the best chance. But we'll find out from Mike Dandry here in a little while. But 71 of that chance of rain tomorrow. Partly sunny on Sunday, 79 warming up, 82 on Monday, 95 or so on Tuesday, Back into the upper 80s on Wednesday, again with a chance of rain. Right now, Medford, 45. 51 in Wausau, 55 in Marshfield. La Crosse 57. Green Bay, 54. Madison, Sun Prairie at 53. Milwaukee, the warm spot this morning at 62. Here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area, we're sitting about 52 right now. And we've got other numbers to look at. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural
6: Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural Mutual
1: Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days, Madison County. Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols as well. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com, sponsored by Rooney Grain,
2: Partners Bank, and many more. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's going to be
1: fun at Farm Tech Fest coming up with Farm Technology Days. Coming up in July, 12th, 13th, and 14th, 13th is Farm Tech Fest. But we got other numbers to look at. The market's on a Friday morning. Jill, the cash livestock. choice fed beef steers are
0: 135 to 143.5 with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice-fed beef heifers are 135 to 144, with choice-fed Holstein steers, 120 to 131.5. Cows are 65 to 114, with bulls 60 to 109. Butcher hogs are 65 to 96. With sows at 46.5 to 53. Boars are 15 to 25. New crop market lambs are 180 to 205, with old crop market lambs 165 and down. Feeder lambs are 145 to 227.5. With ewes at sixty-seven to fifty one fifty-five. Small goats are twenty-five to two hundred dollars. Medium goats are one fifty to three hundred dollars. With large goats three fifteen to five hundred dollars.
1: At the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, mostly mixed on uh, cattle prices. The hogs were lower yesterday. June live cattle one hundred thirty-seven zero five, that was up twenty-two. August live cattle one thirty-seven twenty down thirty-two. October at one forty-two sixty-five down a dime. And December, 148.20, that was down 27. Feeder cattle, August, 176.02, up 37. September, 177.37, up 12. October, feeder cattle, 178.70, down 22. November, 180.15, down 35. And January, 179.80, down 67.00. Hogs were lower across the board. June hogs, 106.97, down 87. July, 105 even, down 295. August at 103.10, down 280. And October at 92.10, down 92. Speaking of hogs, World Pork Expo wraps up today down in Des Moines. Looking at the Board of Trade, corn and beans were higher. In fact, beans, the July bean contract, 1769. That's the highest July close ever. For soybeans and any uh, any day in July, 1769. Yesterday, wheat was lower. Whether in the Russian concern about exports or not, just too much uncertainty. And of course, that report comes out today. Well, July corn closed uh, overnight, went another four cents lower at 768. The oats up to at 669. July soybeans down six, sitting at 1763 as we started chores this morning. Not bad. Soybean meal down a dollar at 42650 and July wheat down 4 at 1066 barrel cheese up a nickel 230 and a half blocks holding at 227 and a half butter holding at $3 class 3 June 2442 up 12 July 2495 down 6 August 2497 up 7 September 2484 up 13 October up 17 at 2454 prices mostly unchanged to higher through spring but No $25 milk on the board anymore. Well, lots of things going on this weekend, and we're going to talk to Katie Christensen about uh, one of those big events coming up tomorrow night.
2: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: If you're around the Ellsworth area, Saturday evening, June 11th, it might get kind of loud. Why? Let's find out. Katie Christensen is with us. Katie, of course, is the Ag Instructor and FFA Advisor at Ellsworth High School. And Katie, Saturday night, June 11th, what's going on in Ellsworth? On June 11th, Saturday night, we have our annual Showdown in Kurdtown
4: truck and tractor pull that's put on by the Alfirth FFA alumni. And so the show will start at 6.30 p.m. And you can get tickets online in advance. You can just go to showdownincurdtown.com and follow the link. Or you can get tickets at the gate. 12, 13 years and older are $20, and 6 to 12 years
1: old are $12. And this is an event that takes in a lot because there are trucks and tractors. How many events are we going to have? What's going to go on?
4: There are 11 classes. So we've got Super Farm Tractors, Limited Pro, Light Limited Pro Stock, Light Super Stock, Heavy Super Stock, Two-Wheel Drive Trucks, Four-Wheel Drive Trucks, Diesel 4x4 Trucks, Light Pro Stock Tractors, Modified Minis, and regular modifieds and there's the potential to have a
1: semi-class oh that will be interesting now the ffa alumni at ellsworth has put this on for a long long time and i know they they do a lot to help you in your ag program at the high school don't they
4: they do we are so very grateful for all of their support the alumni was started um right around two thousand five 2008 kind of right in that area and ever since then they have put on this tractor pull and it's their main fundraiser and from there they support a lot of community events we have community groups that come and help us at the pull and in return um, we're able to provide monetary support for them they help our chapter go to national convention to go to state convention they sponsor sae grants so we are extremely grateful for all the help that they give our chapter and our community
1: And it won't be long, you'll be uh, loading up some members to go to Madison for that state convention.
4: June 13th, we'll be headed to Madison. We have about 12 to 13 members going for the entire state convention, and then we have a couple others coming down. We have two state degree winners this year, and then we also have Cora Kapatsky coming down. This is her second year in a row now where she's been the individual state champion in the livestock contest.
1: Wow. Who are your state degree winners?
4: this year for state degree winners we have riley bovie and austin brand
1: oh ah, that's good and of course without the support of the ffa alumni a lot of those things wouldn't happen well katie give us uh, again what's going to happen when and i would assume there will be some refreshments on the grounds as well that night absolutely yep so we'll be at the pierce county fairgrounds the show
4: starts at six thirty p.m there are food stands on both sides of the track so on the main side and on the pit side we'll have hamburgers brats hot dogs pulled pork deep fried cheese curds of course because it's Ellsworth and all the different refreshments and everything we'll also have our 50 50 raffle that goes on throughout the night to help support our alumni and our students and then we'll also have all of our sponsor banners out there and posters to thank our very generous sponsors that help us put on this event
1: and once again how do we get tickets
4: um, you can go to showdownincurdtown.com to get them ahead of time, or you can purchase them right at the gate.
1: And you're going to be driving a tractor or a truck in the competition? Uh, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Katie, thank you very much. It's going to be fun in Ellsworth once again, Saturday night, June 11th, the showdown in Curdtown. And we'll see you in Madison at the FFA convention. Sounds great. Thank you so much. And that's Katie Christensen, the FFA advisor and ag instructor at Ellsworth High School. Again, the alumni are so, so important to our FFA chapters. So if you're not involved in the FFA alumni around your area, get involved because they do a lot of good things and very, very important. It's quarter after five here at Wax on a Friday morning. 48 degrees. We'll see what's going on in the news next. There's no such thing as having too much cheese.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: About 16 and a half after 5 o'clock on a Friday morning at Wax. And Jill, what's going on in the egg? Well, finally, that's the sentiment from most agricultural
0: organization as the Biden administration has nominated Doug McCallop as the chief agricultural negotiator in the U.S. Trade Representative's office. McCallop has almost 30 years of service in the USDA as senior advisor to the Agriculture Secretary, as well as specializing in regulatory and policy issues. Farm organizations across the country are showing support for the nomination and are calling on the Senate to fast track the confirmation process. USDA economists will let us know where the world is as far as crop supplies and demand later this morning when they issue their June World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates. Because of some delayed plantings around the country, most grain traders don't think they'll change production estimates or ending stock numbers very much in today's report. They think those updates will come later this month. Traders are expecting today's report to show the corn harvest this fall will yield just under 14.5 billion bushels of corn on yields of 177 bushels an acres, coming from 89.5 million acres planted to corn. That would lower ending stocks by almost 2 million bushels down to 1.483 billion bushels. Soybean numbers aren't expected to change much either, with a crop this fall at just over 4.6 billion bushels on yields of 51.5 bushels an acre, with planting acres now at a record 91 million. But strong demand for meal and oil are expected to lower U.S. ending stock, soybean stocks estimates, to 217 million bushels, the
1: lowest in six years. And that report will come out about 11 o'clock our time. Well, where are we going to go? To the flower farm here with you in a minute? We are going to go to the flower
0: farm down by Fall Creek, Wisconsin. I had the chance to talk to Lacey Orson. I didn't even ever realize that there were flower farmers out there. And oh, she's, yeah. She's right in our back door.
1: Yeah, all right. So we'll hear from uh, Lacey coming up here in just a few minutes. Also, Dairy Breakfast World Pork Expo is Wrapping up down in Des Moines today, so lots going on. It's a Friday morning here at Wax.
7: Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at FarmTechFest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, plus many more.
2: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
7: April showers bring May flowers. That's usually the phrase that gets us through the wet month of April. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But this year, April was pretty dry. We didn't get a lot of those showers. So, Jill, what does that mean for flower producers and gardeners this year?
0: Well, Stephanie, I had the opportunity to talk to a flower farmer down here by fall creek and this is Jill welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in eau claire i had talked to lacy orson she runs field road flowers she talked to me about how she what got started and her passion for flowers and what her business is developing into from supplying the local population to supplying local flower distributors
8: Well, I've always had a vegetable garden. And about five years ago, Mom and I started, my mom gardens with me, we started putting flowers around the gardens to help with pollination and pest control. And a couple years into doing that, I picked up a book, one that was called Vegetables Love Flowers. And um, I really just fell in love with that idea. And then my husband bought me another book about growing flowers commercially and I read that and I was like, oh my goodness, I love that idea. Who knew you could do that? And um the winter of 2019, I found a course online and it was all about how to grow them and I we we talked and I don't know should I shouldn't I take the course and we decided why not? You know, it would be fun if nothing else. And so I took the course and kicked off my flower farming career in the spring of 2020.
0: Flowers kind of have always been your passion, but that's not really what you started out doing as your career. First of all, what did you originally start in? We already found out how you got into the flowers, but what made you actually make that jump?
8: So I've been doing IT for about 20 years now, and... It can get stressful at times, but I I wanted to spend more time with my family my kids, be a mom, but also have another source of income. So this spring I made the switch from IT to flower farmer full-time. We'll see how that goes.
0: Well, it's always a little bit fun out there. Get your shoes dirty and your fingers are always in the dirt. How big of an operation did you really have?
8: Um, I would say we probably had two 30 by 50 gardens of flowers, so maybe a 16th of an acre all total, pretty small size. We maybe grew a couple thousand flowers that first year just to kind of get our fingers dirty. First year was, can we grow flowers? That's how I felt. First year was, can we grow flowers? Last year was, can I sell flowers? (laughs) And this year is kind of, okay, now I know we can do both. Now how are we gonna build this business into something that we'll make a little bit of money at and and enjoy, you know, doing and and also the family's all involved, so how can me and the boys and my mom all kind of work together and hone our craft?
0: And you say a couple thousand flowers and my eyes got really big because a couple of thousand is big to me. So if you started at a couple thousand where are you at now?
8: Last year we planted about 13,000 plants. So, I would say we had 30 or 40,000 blooms last year. This year I think we're 15, 16,000 plants is approximately what we're planning. I think we're about a quarter acre of flowers
0: now. So, growing, growing, growing. Do you have flowers that are just available in the spring, summer, fall? What is your main focus?
8: Well, we do have spring bulbs, so fragrant narcissus, your tulips, um, but we do specialty varieties. So specialty varieties of all of these flowers, and we start early spring, except for this year, when it wasn't an early spring, and then we go through summer. We have the majority of our flowers from July through early September, and then if the summer holds on, um last year we had flowers through the end of October.
0: Well, you mentioned the spring type weather. It's been a little rough for all kinds of farmers, and I'm sure the flower farming is included in that bunch. Has the cold weather set you guys back?
8: It has. Yep. Normally we have flowers in April. The narcissus and the tulips start mid to late April. Um, This year, we are just now starting to pick. Last week was our first week of picking any flowers. Although, we put as much as we could under caterpillar tunnels to try to force them to grow. But those cold snaps really kept everything from coming on strong until just this week when we got some warm temps. Caterpillar tunnels.
0: What are those?
8: They're hoops that we, so metal hoops that we cover with plastic Um, And they're like mini greenhouses. I don't have a large greenhouse, so we make mini greenhouses just over the rows of
0: flowers when we need to. Protect them a little bit from the frost and the freezing, and you said make them grow.
8: Correct. Yep, the frost and the freezing in the spring, um, we also use them when we plant our transplants. We protect them from the wind because that can be tough on, on transplanted flowers, um, and then we also have some flowers that tend to like more heat, so that gives us the opportunity to grow some of those flowers that you may that may be more common in southern states. But if you want to grow them in Wisconsin, you have to give them a little extra love.
1: And again, that is uh, Lacey Orson, and where is she located, Joe? Where's her place? She's down by Fall Creek. All right. So, which way out of town?
0: Uh, be south out of town.
1: Okay. But
0: her her business is called Field Road Flowers. Field
1: Road Flowers. All right. So if you haven't got all your plantings done or in or uh, need to redo it, get a hold of uh, Lacey down at Field Road Flowers. Very good. 28 minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll get a weather update. We'll also get some news.
2: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning. We'll catch up with Mike Dandry and
1: find out what's going on with this weather
2: as we get closer to a
1: lot of activities this weekend besides all the dairy breakfast, the showdown in Curd Town, and we've got uh, Duran Fun Fest. We've got uh, Altoona Cinder City Days, and I'm sure other things going on as well. But uh, let's find out right now what's going on in some of the news stories of the area. Here's Morgan McCarthy. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning.
5: Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start locally. As we know, prosecutors in Eau Claire say a Minnesota man hit out in a local Kohl's in April before he stole $23,000 in jewelry. The DA's office on Monday filed formal charges against 26-year-old Thomas McRunnell from Rosemont, Minnesota. Police say he hid in a luggage shelf at a store in Eau Claire for more than four hours after the store closed and then began stealing things when the night shift clocked out. He was caught after he tripped an alarm. He's now due back in court next week. Continuing in the courts, it could be a de facto life sentence for a man who shot and wounded two Deerfield police officers in 2020. A jury in Waukesha yesterday found 25-year-old Nathaniel Benton guilty of attempted murder and other charges. He's looking at 78 years in prison when he's sentenced. The shooting outside of a Holiday Inn in Delafield touched off a massive manhunt. In addition to the attempted murder charges, Benton is facing charges for a a jailhouse fight in Waukesha County and a murder charge in North Dakota. Police say there he shot a man in the head before fleeing eventually here to our state. Looking around campus, tuition for Wisconsin students at the University of Wisconsin is not going up this year. University regents yesterday voted to continue the tuition school freeze for in-state undergrad students for another year. Tuition has been frozen at the UW since 2013. New UW System president Jay Rothman said his goal is to invest in the university while keeping it affordable for Wisconsin families. Washington, D.C., comes to Wisconsin. A big national name in the news will be asking questions at the Democratic Senate debate in Wisconsin. NBC yesterday confirmed that Meet the Press host Chuck Todd, maybe you see his face on the weekend shows, will moderate the debate. That's next week in Milwaukee. So far, Mandela Barnes, Sarah Godlowski, Alex Lazary, and Tom Nelson have agreed to take part in the debate. The winner of that primary will then go on to face Ron Johnson in November. And they're off. When you're done licking the plate from the dairy breakfast tomorrow, Bob, eight of the best racehorses in the country compete in the Belmont. Trey Thomas with more. The
2: 2022 Belmont Stakes will mark the return of Rich Strike, who pulled off a stunning upset and crossed the finish line first in last month's Kentucky Derby. The race at Belmont Belmont Park is one and a half miles, which makes it the longest of the three Triple Crown races. Post-time Saturday is scheduled for approximately 6.44 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Trey Thomas.
5: And I'll saddle you up and put you back in the barn with Bob Bolsel, Joe Welke, and the Midwest Farm Show right here on Wax 104.5.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
1: Report. And over that gang from Smith Brothers Meats, the best sausage grillers in the country. And uh, they'll be out and about this weekend, too, at Dairy Breakfast. And uh, I always go visit them because they see me coming and say, We're burning a few for you, Bob. I love their sausage for breakfast at the Dairy Breakfast. Smith Brothers Meats. Well, speaking of Dairy Breakfast, let's uh, put a man on the spot here, Mike Dandry, over at (laughs) skywarn thirteen. Well, big boy, This uh, when I started uh, on Tuesday morning, uh, Saturday Sunday were going to be perfect weather days. Then it got to be, well, maybe some rain on Saturday afternoon. So what's the story now?
9: So basically what
1: happened there was
9: initially it looked like these showers, a lot of guidance was pointing them towards today. Um, but now our uh, little shortwave disturbance says, well, Kyle won't go into the the. Major details on atmospheric dynamics there, but uh, it brings our uh, cloud cover in later on tonight and uh, into early tomorrow, and that brings us a chance at some showers by late morning and early afternoon tomorrow. Uh, Otherwise, maybe a rumble or two of thunder out of that as well, Uh, but those chances, again, mostly coming later in the afternoon and late morning, so for now, dairy breakfast still should look mostly dry, but I'm not ruling out uh, chances of showers there, but for today... Well, we'll start off with a little bit of cloud cover right now, not looking too bad, but clouds will continue to encroach on us and uh, likely staying dry for the most part and climbing to the upper 70s for our highs. But later on tonight, that's when we'll have those clouds roll in yet again. And our lows only dipping to the upper 50s. Some places may even stay in the 60s. And then we have those chances for showers tomorrow. Now, by Sunday, partly sunny conditions, temperatures into the upper 70s. And we have another chance that showers late in the night, mostly through the overnight Sunday into Monday, with lows dipping to the low 60s again. Now, Monday, partly sunny yet again. Just a slight chance of a few showers here and there. Lows, or excuse me, highs in the low 80s. And going into Tuesday, now there's been a little bit of variance on that, whether or not we'll stay uh, mostly sunny or whether or not we'll have chances of showers and storms. I'm still leaning a little bit on the chances for showers and storms uh, just because we'll be really hot and we'll have a lot of humidity with that uh, low 90s for our high temperatures. And we will be a little breezy out of that as well. And then we start to cool it off just slightly heading into the latter half of next week. Low 80s both on Wednesday and Thursday. Right now, we're looking at a few clouds out to our west. Otherwise, a little bit of fog in the valley right now, and a temperature of 48 degrees in Eau Claire.
1: Very good, sir. You enjoy uh, the weekend, and oh, well, we got dairy breakfast right up the road to Dunn County. You get up, and as long as you get up every morning anyway, get up again, come up to breakfast. That is true. I do get up pretty early. Yeah, don't we all? Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, right. you have a good one, Bob. There he goes, Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather forecast on WAC. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. At 715-556-1930, or visit them at cvbean.com.
2: Agriculture, it's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. Brent's
1: here. We'll have Brent on and get an update on what's going on in the fields, covering the crops with Winfield United. But before we do that... A lot of things going on this weekend. Again, the big truck and tractor pull in Ellsworth, Duran Fun Fest, Altoona City, uh, Cinder City Days activities, and Dairy Breakfast, Joe. When and where?
0: Dairy Breakfast. Rust County Dairy Breakfast is at the Rust County Fairgrounds on Saturday from 7 to 11. Dunn County Dairy Breakfast, and I believe that's where you might see Bob is on Saturday from 7 to 11 at Breezy Haven Acres in Bloomer.
1: Right along Highway 64, and just follow the signs between Colfax and Bloomer.
0: And I believe that I'm going to head over to Pepin County to Auth Farms in Arkansas on Saturday from 6.30 to 11. They're having their dairy breakfast. And if you're still hungry for more dairy breakfast on Sa- Sunday, you head down, down to Nielsville Dairy Breakfast. That's at the Brad and Christine Boone farm in Greenwood and that is from 7 to noon
1: yeah 73 between Greenwood and Nealsville there
0: and if you're if you're in Wood County you can head on over to Pittsville on Saturday that one's Saturday at Sunset Dairy and that one's on Highway 80 in Pittsville but then on Sunday if you're still hungry head on over to Edgar FFA Alumni Supporters Dairy Breakfast that is on the Larry and Jan Wedland Farm from 7 till noon and, uh, and Taylor County Taylor County's having a breakfast they're gonna have cheese omelets and that is on Sunday the 12th from 6 30 till noon and that is at the Taylor County Fairgrounds and in isn't Medford there,
1: isn't there a breakfast in Merrill on Sunday as well as uh, again a lot of dairy breakfast coming up this weekend both Saturday and Sunday and we'll check on that and double check and see what's going on but again lots of breakfast lots of activities
7: what better way to celebrate all things agricultural than with a good old country music concert farm tech fest wednesday night july 13th just south of loyal featuring madison county sawyer brown and joe nichols on-site camping available get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com that's farmtechfest.com a huge thank you to some of the great sponsors partners bank rooney grain and many more
2: the first voice of agriculture in wisconsin for over 35 years wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report we found it where's merrill
0: Uh, It's at the MARC in Merrill, and it's from 8 till noon.
1: On Sunday. On Sunday. All right, so that's the list of dairy breakfast. Let's get to the markets.
0: All right, let's head on over to Equity Altoon and hear from Jim Lindsay.
10: Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty-nine. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar ten to a dollar thirty-five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, a dollar twenty-five to a dollar thirty-four. Choice Holstein steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty-four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, a dollar fourteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cows sold from eighty-three to ninety-one, weighed a to top of ninety-four and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty-eight to. 82. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 67 and down. Organic market on Tuesday. Top 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1. 15. We had a top of a and a half. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cull bulls sold from 70 to dollar. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from... 70 to 200 dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from 70 dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to 260 dollars per head. Butcher hogs on Thursday sold from 72 to 76. We do sell organic cattle here on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, June 17th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA, or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715 835 3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey,
1: let's get to our Friday report from both the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us, and where will you be making appearances this weekend? Well, uh,
11: good morning, to you, Bob. Well, we've got a scheduled tomorrow, track the poll tomorrow at the um, part of the Merrill Rodeo, and that'd be, uh, that would be Saturday and Sunday. We plan on going over to Edgar Dairy Breakfast there just off Highway 29. So uh, uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on this
1: week. Oh, that's good. Well, wrap up the week for us. How busy has it been? How good a market?
11: I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Um, uh, yesterday, Thursday, past week here at Equity Bradford, we'll start out with the market cow auction. Conventional type cows, we do sell our green mix, Those are on Tuesday, of course. But anyway, on the cow market, the close out the week, high yielding, holstein cows in yesterday's auction we're selling from 73 to 89. Cow market top this week at 91. Most of the cows this week selling between 58 and 72. Thinner cows, plainer cows, uh, those are below 55. On the bull trade, better quality bulls, mostly from 90 to 105. Light bulls, 85 and below. On the uh, fed cattle market, choice-grading Holsteins steers mostly from 112 to 122. high yielding choice, prime-grade Holsteins from 122 to 129. Select under finished cattle, 105 and below. Calf market, strong market on the bocaz all week. Good quality Holstein bull calves, uh weighing 9,230 pounds, selling from 100 to 250. Uh, we did top at 270 uh, on the bocaz this week. Heifer calves are mostly from 30 to 70, a few up to 85 earlier in the week. Beef calves also very strong, selling from 175 to 340. That has concluded this week here at Stratford. Of course, full marketing week next week. Uh, Just a reminder, our next hay auction will be next Tuesday, uh, June 14th, next feeder cattle auction. That'll be uh, next June fifteenth next week, and as part of that feeder sale next week, we do have breeding bull sale. So if you folks got bulls you want to sell, or or you got uh, bulls that you're wishing to buy, we've got a selection of bulls available. So uh, that again, beef breeding bull sale, Wednesday June fifteenth noon on uh, next week here at Equity Stratford, and a lot of information on our website. So check that all out. Pretty co-op, click on the Stratford page. So, Bob, uh, that's what we have for the folks this week. Uh, everybody enjoy the weekend. Drive careful. Lots of field work being done. So uh, just like I say, drive careful. It's, uh, you know, if you think you're going to be late, you got to get up earlier and leave early.
1: That's a good way to look at it, buddy. Hey, you have a good weekend, and uh, say hi to all the folks over in Maryland, Edgar, for us.
11: We will do that, and it be a good week to watch, you know, to help die tie it out a
1: little bit yeah, that's always a good week to help somebody. Thanks, Jerry Fitzgerald, over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn.
6: Prepare for power Pulling and plenty of excitement during the 16th annual Showdown in Kurdtown, Saturday, June 11th, hosted by the Ellsworth FFA alumni. This is a 2022 National Tractor Pullers Association regional national event named NTPA Region 3 Pull of the Year in 2014, 2016, and 2017. The event has 10 pulling classes attracting participants from all over the nation. The action starts Saturday night, 6 30 at the Pierce County Fairgrounds in Ellsworth, Wisconsin. Get your pre sale tickets now at tempoticket.com forward slash showdown.
2: For those who work in acres, not in hours, wax one zero four point five, and the Midwest farmer. And Record. take
1: a look at our markets here before we get to uh, Brent. Get an update on the crops. The uh, Board of Trade yesterday had corn and beans higher. In fact, the July bean contract closed yesterday at seventeen sixty nine. That's the highest July close ever. Beans have never been seven sixty nine in July on that contract. Many other months either. And overnight, though, a little give back. July corn down four at 7 68 The oats were up two at 6 69 Wheat down four at $10.66. And uh, July wheat this morning when we started the chores down six cents at $17.63. Mealed on a dollar at 4 Country elevator prices?
0: Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corn is at 7 11 with soybeans at 17 12 Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country, Arcadia. Corn's at $7.41 with soybeans at $17.29.
1: On the DTM screen, corn at Golden Plump today, $7.39 a bushel. And the corn price at Baldwin is $7.06. The beans, seventeen oh five. dollars Duran is also seven oh six dollars on the corn, $16.95 on the beans. Mondovi, seven oh six dollars on the corn, $17 even on the soybeans. Elmwood, seven eleven dollars on the corn, $17.05 for soybeans. Down at Fall Creek, corn is $6.91, beans $16.90 on 716, the beans 1705. Elk Mount, 710 on the corn, 1710 on the soybeans. Sparta, 710 on the corn, 1714 on the soybeans, Ellsworth, 691 and 1680. Ethanol plants, corn at Boysville, 754. Stanley, 729, the Richmond, 724 cheese up a nickel 230 and a half the blocks unchanged 227 and a half butter unchanged three dollars June class 3 up 12 at 2442 July down 6 at 24.95 August up 7 at 24.97 September up 13 at 2484 October up 17 24.54 there is no25 dollars milk on the board it is a Friday morning. The cropping season continues, and it's time to cover the crops. Brent Wink is with us once again, courtesy of Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land O'Lakes. Lakes. Good morning, sir. How's it growing out in your fields? Good morning. Good morning, Bob and Jill. Uh, it's
12: kind of all stages out there right now. There's some fields that are bare dirt with corn not planted that long ago, and some fields with really good-looking corn. So it's kind of...
1: Reminds me of 2019 yeah. all over again. Did you talk to any? We don't have much prevented planting. I know in North Dakota they're looking at some of that. We don't have much of that, do we, if any? I
12: have not heard of any. I've really urged everyone to keep plugging away with the yeah. commodity prices the way they are. But yeah. I, I think pretty much everything is getting wrapped up, but just uh, oh, kind of a good. delay. But yeah, out, out in the western Minnesota and, and the Dakotas, it was a little tough, it sounds like. and still a lot of planting yeah. going on in those I areas. But I know it. Well,
1: what, uh, what are you seeing around here? Well, I wanted to talk
12: probably more on the early planted corn that's that's kind of the farthest along, and we're kind of getting to the critical stages here. So on the corn crop, we really we look at uh, V6, and, and when we talk V6, that's well, talking about a vegetative state. So corn goes from vegetative states, basically counting the number of, leaves or collars on that corn plant. So at V6, you'd have six collars on that plant. So from that vegetative state until tassel application, or until tassel, is really when all of our nitrogen needs uh, need to occur. So we want to get that nitrogen into the plants. That, uh, That certainly becomes an extremely critical time for those plant tissue. We really, up until that V6 stage, we haven't had much of a requirement for that. Then uh, at reproductive stage, you'll start taking nitrogen from the plant and dispersing it to the grain. So really, when we look back to the way we used to apply our nitrogen, we'd lay it all out front uh, ahead of planting and hope that it would be there when we needed it here at this stage of uh, growth. And we've really, we've gone to a lot of side dress applications. We've gone to spoon feeding, uh, especially on lighter soil types or sandier soil types that are more prone to leaching. We've done a, a great job of managing that uh that nutrient. So we're right on that stage right now. So a lot of the early planted corn, we're starting to see that uh hitting that stage. I know at the co op, Alcivia, a lot of their locations are starting to do top dress nitrogen or side dress nitrogen. Uh so we, we definitely you want to get on the, the books and get on the rotation to get yours taken care of. The other thing we like to look at too is is protecting that investment. So one of the products that we use on our farm has been the most successful uh, is a product called Anvil. That's from Koch Agronomic Services, but basically just protecting that nitrogen from ammonia volatilization. So we're top-dressing nitrogen in the urea form, we're spreading it out on the soil. We really, we need moisture to incorporate that. And when we start having weather like we're having that urea can switch to ammonia, can volatilize and lose that really, really fast. So make sure that you're spending the money to protect it. You know, you'll know, you have rain in the forecast sometimes. If you do get missed by it, and all of a sudden you go a week without getting rain and you lose 30-40% of that nitrogen that you applied, it definitely can take its toll on, on the yield. So that's kind of the biggest thing going on right now. And like I said, we have corn at all stages, some that was just planted and just emerging. Obviously, that does not need side dress applications yet. But some of this early stuff is really starting to hit kind of the beginning of that grand growth stage where it'll just literally start changing overnight and taking off. So,
1: Yeah, this uh, is really a time of uptake of those nutrients not only nitrogen, but others as well as we get into these stages.
12: Yeah, it definitely, we, we like to refer to it as a grand growth stage of corn once we hit that V6 marking, just see that just uh, start jumping when it starts to pull more nutrients from the soil and living off of that. So uh, that's kind of where we're at with the crops right now.
1: All uh, right, you got any breakfast over there in way over west? We must get neglected. I, I'm yeah, not just sure. Thinking I, of that Baldwin Woodville, Glenwood City. Uh, yeah,
12: I haven't haven't uh, checked. Last weekend, I was supposed to get over to the the one in Barron, and my father-in-law put me to work that morning. What he said was, was just going to be breakfast.
1: Oh, was that a huge? Was breakfast? it? Oh my goodness! I left there about oh, must have been about ten o'clock, and they were going to serve till eleven, and they had a line like Disneyland. I mean, they were <laughs> up and around the barns and everything else. And I'll tell you, the Walk Boys where Kurt and Clayton were just happy as clams because they always wanted to have a dairy breakfast in their little guys. And they got their wish because I think... most of Barron County and surrounding counties all turned out. I don't know if they had enough water to put in the pancakes to make them, but uh, it was it was a great breakfast, that's for sure. You well, missed a good one. Probably like Disneyland,
12: Bob gets to use the fast pass to go to the front <laughs> of the line. I'm pretty sure Bob wasn't 200 <laughs> deep in line. But well, he well-deserved. I, well get, there deserved I when, get there early. When royalty gets there, yeah, move him right. to the front of
1: the line, yep. get
12: some food in his get Absolutely. some food in his
1: belly. But get there early. Then you don't have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Thank you, Brent. You bet. Have a great weekend, you two. All right. Brent Wink with us And our, of course, Winfield United uh, Covering the Crops program. Once again, partly sunny today, 79. Chance of rain off and on tomorrow, but uh, Mike D'Andrea says should get the breakfast in without uh, too much challenge. 71 tomorrow, and then uh, Sunday, partly sunny and 79. So, uh, yeah, dairy breakfast this weekend.
2: Hopefully we'll see you. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.